0: So if you had to take only one item with you and it cannot say, you cannot say water, what would it be?
1: Welcome to Shop Talk with your host, Chief Jeff Walther and Sergeant Allison Simpsons.
2: Hey all, welcome to episode, Allison, what episode is this?
1: Number 23. Oh
2: my good God. Episode 23 of Shop Talk i'm your host chief jeff walter of the scottsdale police department uh, happy to be back with you again this month in our month-to-month discussion about all things scottsdale and scottsdale pd uh glad to be with you a lot going on allison uh maybe because it's hot as all get out there so maybe there's not a lot going on other than uh sweating and uh, plants dying and pools uh with a lot of people in them it's just absolutely miserable and I Sitting
0: was inside your house doing absolutely nothing.
2: Going AC to AC. That's right. Yeah, I was glad to be in Edmonds, Washington uh, last week, uh, visiting my brother and my sister-in-law. And Edmonds, for those of you listening, is just outside of Seattle, suburb of Seattle. A bit of a crazy city. Different. We went down there to go to the flagship, cool sto- or flagship R-E-I and a cool store down there. Not a C-O-O-L store, but a K-U-H-L store. The weather was gorgeous. Mid-70s. Anyway, I digress. It's, uh, I'm glad to be back from vacation, and I think it's going to be 116 degrees today. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, so this uh, heavy blue uniform and uh, the vest that I wear when I go out and about, that's going to be terrific. So I'm sure we'll talk to our guests about that a little bit, but uh, excited to be with you here and excited that uh, Kevin Kwan's not here again. <laughs> uh, g- uh, glad that this is episode number two with uh, Sergeant Allison Sempsis who has... Uh, gloriously taken over uh, in the PIO's office uh, for Kevin who's out and about and doing great things in the middle of the night and we don't see him anymore, which is not, uh, not terrible. So uh, yeah,
0: I do hear from him every night. It's (laughs) it's super. I think he just calls me on purpose just to wake me up to say this was what my life was like.
2: Yeah. Great. So uh, for our listeners, one thing we're going to kick out next week uh, is that um, we have completely redone our mission statement you know it's about time i figured uh, the mission statement uh, needed some updating i think we have the same mission statement in the scottsdale police department for the last uh, 30 plus years uh, good mission statement but it was uh it was many many sentences long and um, i want us to be a little bit more progressive so gonna roll that out next week uh, to we've already rolled it out internally um, uh, along with some other things that I'll, I'll talk about here in a second but uh, we've already rolled that out internally. Uh, used uh, a very large cross-section of the organization to really craft uh, a new mission statement for the Scottsdale Police Department that really speaks to who we are and what we do. And then I wanted to change the core values. For so long, the core values were three, I'll just say, three platitudes uh, hanging on a wall that nobody really paid attention to. And they were excellence, initiative, and integrity. And those are all great ideas. Uh, those, are all, I, those are all great concepts, but they don't speak to, uh, they're, they're not action words. They're not verbs. They're not things that we actually do during the day. They're not about behaviors. And so um, we worked really hard in, uh, in moving forward with what we are calling foundational behaviors. And we, have a, we identified 26 foundational behaviors that drive the Scottsdale Police Department, uh, have definitions to those, and have rolled those out to the organization. And I, I think it's important that we roll those out. Uh, to our citizenry so, uh, so they can see uh, what, our, what our core behaviors are, what our foundational behaviors are that really drive the organization. And so I'm really excited about that. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll start rolling that out to the public next week via our social media. And then maybe next month in our podcast, we talk about that. A little bit.
1: From within our own ranks is a dedicated member of the Scottsdale Police Department since 2011. Having served as an adjunct instructor in the training unit for several years, he now holds the esteemed role of a designated marksman. Beyond his commitment to law enforcement, he has a love for the outdoors that runs deep. As a fourth-generation Arizona. When he's not on duty, you can often find him exploring the scenic trails of the preserves, enjoying quality time with his wife and dogs. Now going from officer to park ranger, please welcome Adam Saylor. With a remarkable career spanning over two decades, he joined the city in 2000 after an impressive 25 year tenure with the National Park Service. From the inception of Pinnacle Peak Park in 2002 to Brown's Ranch Trailhead in 2013, and most recently the new trail head at Pima Dynamite. He has dedicated himself to the northern part of the preserve. As a natural resources supervisor, his role is a dynamic and diverse one. From conducting guided hikes to managing trail maintenance projects, training staff and volunteers, providing fire mitigation, invasive weed control, and overseeing various other natural resource endeavors, his contributions are nothing short of extraordinary please welcome John Lowlett.
2: But anyway, let's move on. Today, uh, we're going to talk about one of the biggest uh, topics, the biggest draws, um, the crown, one of the crown jewels of the city of Scottsdale, and that is the Sonora McDowell Preserve. Uh, and I have some amazing guests on today um, that are, are really um, going to be very well-connected uh, both city employees, one PD, um, one not, and we'll talk about that. But uh, Adam Saylor and uh, and John Lollett, uh are both with us today. Welcome, gentlemen. Good to have you here.
3: Great to be here. Thank you, Chief. Glad to be here.
2: So let's talk about the preserve, right? Uh, what's exciting about this is that and the reason we have Adam and John with us today is uh, we are getting ready to roll out on September 10th. We're getting ready to roll out the new police park ranger unit, the Scottsdale Police Department something that when I came back um, as your chief, something that I wanted to do was really on the history of my, I started with Scottsdale PD 29 years ago this month. And one of the things that we had tried a couple different times uh, over the, over the last almost three decades is to have a park unit or a park police. And we tried two other times and for one reason or another, be it funding, uh, be it a lack of interest, uh, be it a necessity to move those, those personnel to other uh, high priority positions. They both fell apart. And I really wanted to change that this go around. And so we created uh, I got extra funding for three positions uh, to create a park, a police park ranger unit. Actually, the three uh, will be attached to the my, my mounted unit uh, headed up by Sergeant Greg Maston out of uh, our foothills district and uh, Westworld. And so the goal, really, for me is to continue to build upon that. When we roll these three out in uh, September, on September tenth, uh, I'd really like to add to that number over the next few years. But I, w- I wanted to make our park rangers sworn police officers. They're going to wear different uniforms, and I'll let Adam talk about that. But they're going to be sworn police officers and really connected to our parks, our forty-three parks, our greenbelt space, uh, amazing greenbelt space, and uh, and the preserve. And so. A lot of work for those three, uh, more work than they can handle. But uh, we got to start somewhere. So, welcome, uh, John. Let's talk about the preserve a little bit, and, and uh, kind of what you do, uh, kind of in your function as a city employee, and how you're connected to the preserve, and uh, maybe maybe a little history for those of our listeners uh, who aren't as connected to the preserve as uh, as others are. And we know that there are many who are very very connected to the preserve. And uh, for, for those, it's, it can be a way of life. And so maybe talk a little bit about, uh, about the preserve and, and uh, what you do.
4: Sure. Uh, my office is at uh, the brand-new trailhead at Pima Dynamite. But I started out opening up Pinnacle Peak Park. Uh, I started with the city in 2000. So I opened up Pinnacle Peak. And then a few years after that, Tom's Thumb opened. And then a few years after that, was Brown's ranch and I was up at Brown's Ranch, and now I'm over at Pima Dynamite. so I've been my entire career with the city. I've been in that north area of the preserve, so uh-huh. I feel like I pretty much know those trails <laughs> out there. Yeah um, I will have uh, regular visitors or even some of the stewards, the volunteers that are out right. there, and they'll say, "Hey, I was just out on such and such a trail, and you know where that big rock is?" <laughs> I, know, I know exactly where it is, so they have n- not been able to get something past me. Yeah, I, I, I go out there a lot. I see things. I know what's going on. I, I know the trail conditions. Yeah. So, my job is one of the greatest jobs in Scottsdale, I think, because the variety is every day, whether it's July or January. I have lots to do. I never get bored. We cover anything from maybe trail maintenance, Mm -hmm. we do training of employees, part-time staff, some of the stewards, we uh, do um, uh, guided hikes for people, we empty the trash, we clean bathrooms, we mend fence, we work with game and fish. Like being a cop, there's yeah. something different every day. Yes, yeah, it, it truly is. Talk so. to me about
2: a guided hike. What, are, like?
4: Well, the guided hikes... like a docent, the,
2: you know, like you'd be, too, like you'd, just, night <laughs> hikes. Yeah, like a guided hike, and you, you do you like, um, is there st- stuff to talk about in the preserve while you're doing the hike,
0: or? Oh yeah, well, oh, oh, I yeah. might do that. That's uh, awesome. Point out animals, snakes.
4: So what we do on our guided hikes is, I, for me personally, I kind of have an agenda what plants i want to talk about or holes in the ground or a tree or a bird that flies by or a lizard that we might see so after all those years out there you start to pick yeah. up a few things yeah. you know why that plant isn't flowering right now or you know what eats that seed or how that one is spread or why that animal is acting now.
2: That yeah way. that's a cool job
4: so yeah
2: um, are there any openings <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, my
2: job isn't super fun. I know it sounds <laughs> like that it is, but but your job sounds awesome. It is. So correct my numbers if I'm wrong, but you know I'm I'm I've been here a long time, and it's amazing to me. And I, I just think there's so much has been so much there was so much foresight in previous city councils who looked at the at yes. the preserve and said let's continue to expand that, let's buy more land, let's buy more land, let's spend dollars on creating uh, what is I think the largest municipal preserve in the country. It's pretty close, yes. And so, uh, am I wrong in the numbers? I thought it was like 44, 45 square miles, something like that. Pretty close.
4: We're at roughly 32,000 acres. Okay,
2: 32,000 acres. So about 200 miles of of trails and and about 25% roughly of the landmass of the city of Scottsdale, which is 185 square mile city. To to have 25% of the landmass is...
4: Is a phenomenal resource. Absolutely.
2: Unbelievable. And it is a draw um, from people from around the country, if not around the world, to come to the Preserve.
4: Correct. And uh, locals use it tremendously. And out of town uh, visitors that maybe are tired of baseball games in the spring or a golf tournament or they're tired of shopping and literally out their back door is the Preserve. There's going to be a trailhead close by and a number of trails. So it's very accessible to a lot of people. Yeah, it's
2: it's uh, it's definitely amazing, and and you can uh, you can hike it, you can bike it. We won't go into the co- We won't get to the controversial side, but biking it. But you can hike it, you can bike it, you can horseback it. Correct. Um, you cannot use motorized vehicles. That is correct. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a that's big no no. I've ha- I've actually had people uh, ask me before, hey can I ride my motorcycle? You know my my dirt bike? No. Good heavens, <laughs> no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Please no. Please that'll cause Please no. I'll get 911 will light up if you're riding your motorcycle in uh, in the preserve. So, uh on foot on a uh on a bicycle uh or on horseback.
3: So, Adam, sir.
2: Why are you here?
3: <laughs> uh because I got hired as a park ranger, sir. <laughs>
2: the chief told me to be He's I Allison sent me an email, sir. <laughs> With questions and answers. With (laughs) questions, yeah, yeah, and answers, and (laughs) answers. So we we've talked about um, we talked about that idea, right? Mm -hmm. Bringing the idea forward of of uh, having the park rangers, the police park rangers, and and all of those duties. Um, Talk to me about why you're interested in that, and you know, because for those of our listeners, we've already uh, held a competitive process. Uh, both internal and external we, we wanted to get uh, we wanted to see how many of our people would be interested in it internally and we also wanted to see how many folks would be in, interested in, in it externally on the off chance that none of my people uh, internally wanted the position which I, I knew wasn't going to be the case uh, and so we got so we had we had a good number of applications and uh, and applications from outside my run one requirement was that you had to either be currently a sworn police officer sworn and certified police officer or uh in the state of Arizona or in another state and could get your Arizona peace officer certification but why you why, why why'd why you <laughs> want why do you want the job
3: uh well if I may go back a little bit in time of course I was an you can say here. anything you want we'll just edit you out that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve's good at that <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm a fourth generation Arizona native um my great-grandma came here in 1905 and I covered why wow YM. So, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Still have the chest. Actually. My aunt restored it. It's in my closet right now. Wow. That's um, great. Collecting dust. But, um, grew up with way to, way to, uh, really, uh,
2: hold up yeah. your great, great grandmother right. and just say, Hey, really honor you in the chest that you <laughs> but, brought over in a covered wagon. It's sitting in my closet getting dust right it's, now. It's got dust. awesome. Great job. It, show. it does.
3: It does have a few cowboy hats. On, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you no, know, I grew up with uh, parents that had a great love for the outdoors and they raised me as such. Um, I was always out in the preserves and, uh, hiking. I was actually in the equestrian community when I was a kid. Um, my dad actually, he, was part of the Mounted sheriff's posse that used to patrol the waste management oh, wow. open and help okay. us out back in the day. Hmm. Um, that was actually one reason I applied for Scottsdale because there was a relationship there. Um, in 2011 when I got hired, um, but spending time out there in the community between mountain biking, the equestrian worlds, um, it's always been a, the preserves have always been kind of a refuge when I can't get the flagstaff or pace and yeah. spend time because I'd rather be outdoors than yeah. indoors. That's mm-hmm. just you and me both. <laughs> right? Even
0: in 117? Oh.
3: Uh, okay, I might draw a line at 117. <laughs> 116's all right, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned that in high school running cross country. 115? Fine. 116? 117? <laughs> <No. laughs> um, apparently there's a line there with something, yeah. I don't know. Um, but no, that was really the draw to the unit um, and the excitement there to be able to really engage with that part of the community mm-hmm. after i've been obviously a hobbyist prior to being pd in that world but now to be able to approach it from a professional standpoint to get back to that community and to be able to link those two is just super exciting to me um and if i'm not mistaken uh right if you got back you did mic drop it in my briefing and i'm pretty sure i was vocal about uh, <laughs> wanting to go to that unit <laughs> you right were, then yeah. and there so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's, it's always been a passion of mine for the outdoors, um, going through Boy Scouts all the way to my Eagle and stuff, doing community projects, and John and I have worked how many years together now?
4: Gosh dang, there's it's, a
3: couple of good years in there for yeah, sure. It's, it's been a while, <laughs> yeah. so we, we now share computers side by side at the B20 mm-hmm. office, so, <laughs> so uh, snacks and M&Ms here and there, but I keep it stocked up pretty well. Uh, but no, it's, it, that whole community is just amazing, and it's going to be great to give back to them and really enjoy that, so...
2: How do you see the job unfolding for you? And I know we, you and I, have, we haven't talked about it a, a lot. You know, I, I feel like I've been working the circuit, you know, with the with the Preserve Commission and uh, the Protect and Preserve Task Force, and talking a lot about this. But, uh, but uh, you know, you were selected, Adam, along with uh, Amber Fleming and Hayden Scott, and so we haven't really had an opportunity to sit and talk about it. So I'm just curious, from your perspective, there's no wrong answer, by the way, <laughs> just how you see that, because. Be, what's really cool about this is that you're going to be the first three officers in a brand new unit just started here. And having myself been in a, a brand new unit many, many years ago, we called the heat unit back then. Uh, heat unit totally different uh, today. It's a different meaning, but uh, we, we call our street crimes unit today. I was in the first street crimes unit and we looked at each other and we said, wow, we, we have an opportunity to really build a cool unit here. Um, but we also said to ourselves, wow, we can really, make this great or we could totally destroy it. <laughs> so I'm just curious, you know, as you start this new unit uh, in September, how do you how do you see that day to day? How do you see the, the, the building of that unit and, uh, and your role in that?
3: Well, I think I can speak for all of us here, Aiden and uh, Amber as well, that we're all super excited for it. And I think the community engagement side is going to be a massive part of the mission set. Mm -hmm. Um, Our parks and preserves are massive and there's so much ground to cover. And we've, I mean, citywide, whether it's a green belt or the preserves, (coughs) like the the amount of contacts and the positive influence we can have with the community is going to be paramount for us. Um, I think the ability to stay present with them because right now with patrol and uh how we kind of respond to that you know john's sent me emails or i've taken cases where he's like hey this this happened over here that sort of thing and it's kind of that delayed hey we need to document this for the city that it occurred but yeah. to actually have an active presence in the parks and preserves and be able to be dedicated to it i think is going to be huge because it's going to put us actually in front of the public eye mm-hmm. rather than kind of behind the scenes yeah doing stuff after the fact with the preserves and that's that's I mean, that community is a great community. they have always been super welcoming. So I have no doubts that that's going to continue just with having us out there. The direct contact and that sort of thing is going to be really, really good.
2: Yeah, great.
0: What do you think your, like, day-to-day is going to be?
3: Um, so we have to cover all the parks and preserves, obviously, yeah. whether it's actually out on the trails dealing with an issue, helping John and his crew, or whether it's uh, quality of life issues in – uh, say, Cactus Park or the Greenbelt area and patrolling down there, whether it's city code violations, liquor law, urban camping, those sorts of things. Uh, right. That's, that's, I think, where you're going to see a lot of our, our time being spent.
0: So how are you going to get, so you're talking about a large land mass and everything like that. How are you going to get to those people when you get a complaint that's out in the middle of nowhere?
3: So we're going to have different assets. Um, we're going to have mountain bikes. We are, the three officers, we are going to be going through our SPD mounted school. Awesome. So that's going to be huge. Um, that's a huge asset. None of yes. us are mounted certified yet. Um, but I know that Sergeant Mastin is already going to have us start yeah. training, That's exciting. pre-training for that. To and we're buying um, more horses. We are. Yeah. That's what I heard. Um, so that'll, that'll be good to expand that good. To the barn of those guys too. Um, uh, we are going to have four wheel drive pickups from what I understand. So F two fifties, two fifties. Perfect. Um, wouldn't have to be diesels, would they?
2: I thought they were going to be, but I could be wrong.
3: Oh. Well. That'd be fantastic. Um, huge diesel. But band. you know,
2: I guess I'm, I, I I'm I'm could, I could that. put in your special order. now, <laughs> I mean. if, you, if you don't mind, uh, uh, I heard King ranches are very nice. <laughs> no, let, come on, let's go with the platinum. This is we Scottsdale.
3: Could. We could, we could, as long as I have the kicker panels that actually come down. and let me in the car. Um, yeah. So we're going to have the trucks. We'll have the horses. We'll have mountain bikes. Um, and obviously on foot, awesome we're gonna have a lot of a lot of assets so
0: that's exciting yeah it is funny
2: we talked about when we were building the unit out and and looking at trucks and bikes and and horses one of the things we talked about is we said well we gotta we gotta make sure we get like some side by sides (laughs) and then if we're like oh no we we better not
3: we better not do that can't can't try them preserve if i can put (laughs) an order in for a can-am at the same time that'd be great we have a couple can Am's. Mm -hmm. we'll probably we'll probably use that so
2: John, I want to kind of bring you back into this because now that we've we kind of have an idea and and talking about the preserve, and how amazing it is, and and uh, and bringing Adam and Amber and uh, Hayden into the into the mix here on, on September 10th, can we talk about um, kind of from your perspective? You know, we gave you a question. You know, what goes into managing and taking care of the preserve, but then how do you see that intersectionality between the preserve and what you're doing and your folks are doing? and then bringing in um, the, the police park ranger program into the, into the preserve.
4: Well, the first thing that I see with Adam, I'll pick on Adam just a little <laughs> bit. If there's any person that you want to be on this unit, it's somebody like that that Definitely. already hikes, bikes, gets out in nature. Because if you don't love that out there, you're not going to protect it yeah. out there. Yeah. So what I hope they will eventually come to is they will understand the preserve, the preserve user that is out there, how they act, how they react to various things. And I see this unit doing a lot of public relations. Mm -hmm. Here's why we don't do this in the preserve or that. And because these guys, and Adam particularly, that I know very well, loves that out there. And you put that extra heart into it. Yeah. And say, no, this is, this is not right. This is why we don't do that. And because he's out there, he knows it. He knows what they're going through. He knows yep. what they should have in their pack, how they should be handling water. various situations. Water. And Some more water. water. Yeah. <laughs> Salt tablets. <Yes>. Electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. So this, that's a perfect fit.
2: Yeah, agreed. And, and it was interesting, too. I, I love the people, who, uh, of both uh, all three of them um, with Adam and Amber and, and Hayden, because I had wound up having a conversation with Hayden and he was talking to me about like flora and fauna and all kinds of. There little, you go. Because yeah. I think he's like, a, I don't know, I forgot what he said his degree was in, but it was like, wow, these people are, are just
3: absolutely perfect for this. Uh, yes. <laughs> these, these positions. It, you could talk to Hayden for hours about some of that national park stuff. It's incredible.
0: What's your uniform going to be?
3: Oh, yeah. Great question. Oh, yes, the uniform. Um, so I just got those back. Uh, we are going to be in a so similar pant and shirt and vest style, like actual physical style of the regular patrol uniform for mm-hmm. Scottsdale. But it's going to be uh, Ranger Green for the pants, and it's going to be like a tan, almost like a flat, dark earth-ish color for the shirts. Um, our patches are going to say Park Ranger on them, and they're going to be slightly different colors. It's going to be like the greens and golds.
0: Who picked those out?
3: Um, that came somebody super me. smart <laughs> came, uh, further above me
0: so when you're sweating in that tan yep.
3: well it's not like the tans of old oh good you know what it's not like the tans of old okay no, no,
0: no. okay <laughs> just making sure
2: just for the record and for those <laughs> listeners here when i when i started in this in this uh profession in 1994 <laughs> You were children. I totally get it. Um we wore tan here, Allison. Ugh, tan sheep. pants, tan we we looked like DPS. Um and the only reason we went away, they called it silver tan back then, um, was because they had there were fewer and fewer manufacturers of that tan and then the PD we said, okay, we want to go to blue. Marks. We're 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 a where you can't get the salt marks. <laughs> Okay, it's uh it's a uniform. It's not, not it's not an outfit. Okay, just so we're on the same page. It's You're supposed uniform. to look professional, chief. Professional. So these, so it, <laughs> I like to, for my our listeners out there, I, I like to say that I'm I'm I jokingly say that in the police department I'm a benevolent dictator, <laughs> and so when we created the unit. I wanted there to be a difference um, again you know i've had the experience of two different units that uh, became defunct and i w- whatever i could do number one i wanted to make them sworn that's a big deal for me number two i, I wanted to um, make it a, a an application process really to get into the positions i wanted to differentiate them from uh, a typical blue uniform because John, I think you you talked about this a minute ago with Adam in particular, um, really about um, ownership, right? Ownership and connectivity to the preserve and the parks, right? And and if I could I could pull three police officers from our complement of just over four hundred and say, hey, I want you to go work the parks and preserve, but there's not that commitment. Potentially, there's not that commitment right. there. Um, that that you and Adam have both talked about and so it, if it's harder to get in if it's a very specific if there's a differentiation in the uniform and the uniform is kind of that Ranger green and I think about the u.s Forest Service and what they and what they wear exactly and so that the green pants the tan uniform I mean we even took our brand new patch uh, we because we for those of you listening we've, you've probably seen already on social media we've completely changed our patch our badge um, and, and so we took the the new patch, and we change the colors to to really complement the green and the tan. And then you and I, Adam, talked about this morning is that I've taken us all to uh, the tier tactical outer vest carriers uh, in the last two years. So last fiscal year and this fiscal year, you'll see everybody here in the next three, four months, everybody in the Scottsdale Police Department will have the same uniform with the same outer vest, not three or four outer vests, but we're (laughs) going to take that outer vest, that tier tactical, and get a coyote tan carrier for that.
0: Oh, that's going to be cool. Right. Yeah. So That'll that way, instead
2: of just throwing the black uh, carrier onto that, yeah. you know, that tan and green uniform, no, we want that to complement it. So you'll be, a, you'll just be that very visual representative of the police department and the parks and the preserve. And so. Uh, that's cool. We even, we even got a special color hat. We did.
3: So.
0: Is it a cowboy hat?
3: No. 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 no.
0: I have one, two actually. Let's um, that are sitting on your grandma's, on grandma's chest, chest. In, the us, in the closet. Let us go ahead and Seals step
2: away from the cowboy hat discussion.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know you want probably just want something to cover your ears. I'm sure we could figure we've, out something. Well,
3: we've we've been issued a, a ranger green hat for kind of similar. It's a hard brim. So, oh, really? yeah, I we, d- we haven't issued that. So wow, I don't, th- I don't think I authorized that. So <laughs> I, just, I feel I just, like it's just what it, I just take what they give me. So <laughs> <laughs> I just work here. Um, I'm no, starting the, to sweat. The tans are going to look sharp, especially the vests, and they're going to be so much easier to keep clean out in the desert. So, yeah, The, the, the a blue other uniform, other black and blue definitely. in the desert. So. Have you
2: thought about this? Is now we're now we're
3: going down a rabbit hole
2: here, John? Somebody stop us! <laughs> we're going to go down a rabbit hole. What about footwear? We haven't talked about footwear. military
3: uh, no so, boots. Well, uh, desert boots haven't come up yet, um, but that crossed my mind in the last couple of days with some discussions that have been being had. So. Sergeant
2: Sampsis is just obsessed with a desert tan from her other her other <laughs> her, her other, other job career. with the U.S. Yeah. Army I do when, like it. when
3: the federal government gives them <laughs> for free. <and> yeah. <laughs> them. Uh, no, so I know we're going to be. If we're on the bikes uh, we might be wearing similar footwear to the bike unit just because it integrates with the pedals better um, especially for mountain biking but uh, general hiking boots that sort of thing you'll see us wearing for sure so as far as color um, right now i believe we're operating still under the uh all black but we've desert boots are probably on a conversation yeah, yeah just in case so
0: you guys are gonna look sharp we will that are gonna good. look very
3: good
2: which we put that on a social
3: media post, right? Yep. Maybe a video. Video. Oh uh, I'm. Video. I've, I've already been warned by Commander Coffee that uh, there will be a video of all of us coming. So,
2: so John, what do you, uh, what you envision are going to be the obstacles uh, that the, this new unit is is going to face uh, in the preserve? Because and we talked about it before we we went on recording about uh, the absolute love that uh, many many people have in our city and and around the country for the preserve and it's taken on a i mean a, a, you know just a almost like a holy status and so i think that is both amazing uh, that there are people that that are connected to the preserve in that way but i think that also could present some obstacles for the, the for the new officers or the officers coming into the new unit can you can you speak of that or talk about that a little bit
4: oh yes uh, it is <laughs> We've already talked about how big it is. it is big, and it is going to take a good while to understand locations, uh, potential problems that be that could be happening further out there just because of its location. Understanding th- those trails, the terrain uh, is is going to be huge, and you'll have regular hikers or staff say oh we're on such and such a trail and you'll be scrambling looking at a map trying to what trail is that is it in the north the central or the southern part of the preserve so it is just going to take a good while to understand where everything is Mm -hmm. then um, we all get it all the time when we've had a a confrontation with somebody out there that maybe isn't doing something quite right. And they love to tell me that they've been out there longer than me.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, that's great. As long as you had water, I think you're okay. But for some reason, understanding those those uh, visitors, those longtime users that for some reason feel that they have special privileges, <laughs> that the regular people
2: do not. Yeah. Yeah. We're and really good at dealing with people like that though. I know you are. So <laughs> we've, I we've I'm met. Met. <laughs> Yeah.
4: So there'll be a a lot of those things that may seem at first, and Adam and I have talked about this, so petty, so simple. Yeah. But that particular person has been violating this for a long time. Yeah. And now
3: it's oh, you guys do take us serious. Yes, we do. What was it a leash law a couple of weeks ago that you're dealing with?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah so yeah it's just understanding it and its personality.
2: Yeah. I think you both hit on it uh exceptionally well, and that is uh you're gonna wind up being ambassadors, yes and really oh, yeah. really yeah, for sure um especially initially mm-hmm. until people get used to um you know what you're doing when you're when you're out there uh it's really gonna be i think an educational component for most, <laughs> and then with with the occasional warning. Uh, or not, or a regular warning, and then the occasional citation. Correct. Because people, I've already heard from people, I oh, you're gonna cite people, right? You're gonna cite them. Well, whoa,
3: take it easy, take it easy. It's a process.
2: People are out there having <laughs> mm-hmm. a good time. We mm-hmm. prefer the carrot versus the stick. Um, I mean, there's a time for the. Yep. It sounds terrible, or the police. We don't. <laughs> um, sorry. The, my disclaimer is we don't use the stick. I'm <laughs> um, wait a minute. I do carry one, but I prefer not to use it. Um, it's an, it's it's an analogy. <laughs> so we prefer the educational component uh, of that versus, uh, you know, versus adverse consequences mm-hmm. with a citation. So absolutely.
4: The other educational thing on that, not only the law is people are going to look at them and go, what's that flower? Why yes. did the cactus uh. do that? Yep. Yes. Yep. What kind of snake is that? Yeah. So there may be a learning curve for some. That say, hey, hang with us a little bit because yes. they're going to ask you because, well, you're in a uniform. You look like a park look ranger. Like a park ranger. Yeah. You must know the answer to this. If, so they, if
3: they ask me what snake it is, I'm going to tell them, whatever it is, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snake. It's one of those. <laughs> it's a wild animal. That's yes. just like
0: people asking for directions when they see police. Do you know yeah. where this is? Nope.
3: My GPS does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you should know. where the police.
3: We're the, we're the police. Chief.
0: I, I mean, I know where major landmarks are but when you ask me a certain business let me google exactly
2: do you know where this club is well
0: go in that circle right there just (laughs) walk take a right and then a right it's a u
3: (laughs) shape
2: you know john you bring up a great point and and we we talked about this earlier training right Mm -hmm. there's uh you know my folks and the three of them uh have just an incredible amount of training um in our profession in the law enforcement profession but we're likely going to have to give some training that we would have never thought in a police department that we'd be giving some of our folks. And you, you talk about the wildlife out there or, or what plant is this, or, you know, just, or I think we talked about it earlier. What is this? <laughs> Somebody's going to say, um, uh, let's see, officer sailor. Um, what are, what are the art uh, artifacts and antiquities, uh, found in the preserve? <laughs> and then you're like, exactly. Okay. Uh, I know what artifacts is, but what does antiquities mean? <laughs> uh, and so, so because there are, mm-hmm. there are. you know, there, there's, there, are, there are things out there that, uh, you know, from especially from, from um, Native American cultures that are, that are, that are out there and mm-hmm. that people come across, and you can't take that out of the preserve. Yeah. And so uh, I think you're going to wind up getting, you know, training, game and fish. fish. Talk about game and fish and, and the, the wildlife that, that is out there. So it's, it's going to be some good training.
3: Yeah, I, I have no doubt. There's gonna be a lot of collaboration through the unit with the other agencies and in city. So it's gonna be really good.
2: Oh yes. For me, honestly, the problem is there's only three of you.
3: <laughs> and <laughs> I think, and
2: John, I think you're gonna see that as well. It is okay. Yeah. Wh- um, where where are the where are the police park rangers? Where where are they? Mm-hmm. Well, the you know, there's two of them on right now, and they're right. in El Dorado Park, and they're dealing with, um. You know a, a startup homeless encampment. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you. I like that you use the uh, urban camping. You're know, talking about urban mm-hmm. camping because you're going to wind up dealing with that. You're going to wind yeah. up dealing with drugs in the park. You're going to mm-hmm. wind up doing dealing with uh, with with homeless in the park. You're going to wind yeah. up dealing with um, you know break-ins at th- at the trailheads. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that you're going to be doing, but you're going to be kind of stretched pretty thin initially. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that's one of the beauties is we can be pretty fluid with it too. So whether we're up north or we're down south, if we're seeing a, a spike like we get in kind of the preserves with the burglaries, mm-hmm. every summer it starts to kick up again, we'll be able to be fluid with that and actually start working those problems So and actually be present for them, which is going to be really nice.
2: So. And we, we're putting more flock cameras at the, uh, mm. sorry, license plate reader cameras at our, yeah. uh, yep. our trailheads. So that's going to be huge. I know people are like, yeah. what do you what do you mean they're going to read my license plate? hmm yeah. Mm, that's okay.
3: Public space. It's yeah, it's time. <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> and we can have you put out PSAs on social media about mm-hmm. what not to do, leave your yeah. car unlocked at the trailhead. Everything.
3: Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to Sergeant Masson about it with the uh, collaboration with our community engagement section and doing a lot of media outlook, whether it's social media or whether it's actually in person at events or things like that, you know? Awesome. Yep. So, John, what
2: is, what's, uh, I like to talk about the trail system. What's one interesting fact about the city of Scottsdale trail system that maybe somebody doesn't know about?
4: Well, there's a lot. However, I find that... Just stick with one. (laughs) Oh, just kidding. (laughs) You you can get as many as you'd like. It's
2: (laughs) like, now I'm thrown off. I know, I'm like a child. I always (laughs) interrupt and let's eat.
4: People look at trails and just, they think it's simple. But there's a fair amount of science when we put a trail in. And our main goal when we put in trails is... We want them to be as self-maintaining as possible. When you have 225 plus miles of trail, it's pretty hard to get a work crew out there every day, hike 10 miles, whatever it might be, to a certain location and work on it. So we develop our trails so that we're following contours, we're looking where the drainage is, rock outcrops, how close are they to saguaros, we don't want to impact them. So we do a lot of that stuff. When you also look at the map of the preserve, you'll see that there are emergency markers and we rarely ever get anyone lost out there. If they have got a map, either paper or on their phone, you're not going to get lost. Mm -hmm. Those emergency markers uh, are a good indication of exactly where you are. They also give you the elevation that you're at at that point. If you have any problems with that, or if you're on a bike, for instance, I'm going from this point to this mm-hmm. point, you can look at all those markers and go, oh, that's going to be a climb to get up there, instead of looking at the map as flat. Right. Um, one of the other interesting things, and I don't know how many people actually catch this, is when we were developing a Brown's Ranch, um, it opened in 2013, when you open up the map and you start looking at the trails, and people are saying, Yes, I'm gonna go out on the Corral Trail and I'm gonna get over to the Vaquero Trail and eventually head over to whiskey bottle and come back on Latigo. Those are all cowboy names. And I don't know if people picked up on yeah. our ability that we we put all those cowboy names in there because it was browns ranch Mm -hmm. it was a a ranch which we're developing that as an interpretive trail here very soon around the ranch homestead so there'll be a whole thing there just talking about ranching in arizona so
2: both of those are great in fact the the discussion of all the work that goes into building a trail oh gosh yes it's not just like you know teens or 20 somethings who have cut their own trails before right like i'm gonna create my own mountain bike trail yes no uh, you can't do that there's no cutting your own trail in the preserve that's right Uh, but the amount of
4: work i see him just listening to you i didn't realize and our trail builder just quick side note on our trail builder we've we've used two major trail builders in the preserve for all these years and they know this terrain they know the country they know the feel of that soil And um, one of our trail builders, he may take his little excavator out there as he's working on the trail. And he either walks back on that trail to get back to his truck at the end of the day, or he takes his mountain bike. And so he's riding back. He's hiking back. He's looking at the trail that he just built and says, you know, I need to work on that little corner back there. I need to do this. I need to outslope it. I need to get through that wash a little bit better. So. It really helps to have a great trail builder that has been around for a long time and really understands what we want yeah. and what the terrain gives them. That's great. Wow. That's great.
3: Yeah.
2: For that for I know there are questions out there about okay, you started with three. There's a you know, you talk about a couple hundred miles of trails and how big the mm-hmm. preserve is and then forty three parks and the green belt. Yes, I, I do have plans to expand the unit, but that's all about money. And so <laughs> uh and and competing priorities. I have a lot you know, we have a lot going on in our city um but uh i'll leave that up to to the good work done by the uh, protect and preserve task force and we talk about uh, uh preserve tax dollars and the potential of that going toward uh, building out the unit a little bit bigger uh, because what i'd love to see in the future is a full squad of a sergeant and six police park rangers um, that would really help us out a lot so uh, stay tuned to that we'll uh, we'll hopefully get there in the next uh, in the next couple of years but uh Great information from both of you, absolutely great information. And I'm I'm really excited to see this roll out uh, on September the 10th.
1: That concludes this month's podcast hike. We encourage you to relish the beauty of the preserve and its captivating trails by always prioritizing safety. Avoid hiking during scorching heat, stay hydrated and secure your valuables when parking at the trailhead. For additional city park locations, visit ScottsdaleAZ.gov And search parks. Happy exploring!
2: But Allison, I'm going to kick this off to you because you like to end this show with some um, questions that none of us know about, and uh, you know (laughs) a little bit more human interest side of. uh, Well, we'll see. Because anyway, they're going to
0: be they're super fun. Okay, so I tried to um, tailor these towards the preserve. If you were stuck out, not using the emergency markers in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so if you had to take only one item with you, and it cannot say you cannot say water, and you were stuck out in the middle of nowhere, what would it be?
3: Uh, I would actually take my Garmin InReach system because no matter what, You stole my answer. And, oh my gosh! And this is going to be uh, a shout out to my wife here. Um, even if I don't have my phone, I can still text her. Okay,
0: you're not getting any reception.
3: Oh, it's a sat- it's, it's on the satellite, satellite network. network. It's, the, it's on the satellite network.
0: You guys are such little nerds out there in the middle of the no.
3: Just because I'm prepared and I've already logged all the GPS points into 20 doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. That's the be-
4: That's absolutely the best one, Green.
0: Okay. What would you take with you?
4: I'm old-fashioned. I take a hard copy map. Oh, Keep one with me all the time.
0: Perfect answer. Chief?
2: Well, it was my Garmin <laughs> in Reach Explorer. Uh, but... Um, Gosh, now I'm just totally screwed. I, I thought that was going to be the best answer, but should have oh. known Adam would have come up with that.
0: Maybe like good shoes. No.
3: Mm. Can you say extra water?
0: No. You can't <laughs> say water, and now I no. can't say that. You
2: had to take a map. Uh, gosh, old school compass that I keep in my pack for when my yeah. uh, for one when one. my yep. just in case my Garmin uh, fails or yep. there's an uh, EMP. That hits and takes oh out the God. satellite network. <laughs> I still want to be able to have uh, a compass because with a, with a handheld compass and I mm-hmm. have one, I didn't get my Eagle, but I was in the Boy Scouts, but we learned how to use map and compass and so. Perfect. Yep.
0: Okay. Uh, what is something you could eat for one week straight? Nothing else.
3: I'll let John go first.
4: Oh, it's got to be French fries.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Oh, love them. Mine would be spaghetti. I could just eat spaghetti all the time.
4: Oatmeal.
2: (laughs) Oatmeal with bananas, strawberries, and just a small amount of brown sugar.
0: Oh, getting healthy You I could eat that every day. Have you ever tried ice cream in your oatmeal? It's delicious. That
2: that negates the idea of oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) But there's always room for ice cream.
3: Yeah. um, I'm going to go a little outside the box here and uh, say elk tenderloin. That's weird. I hunt. He's... (laughs) He is right. He's <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: But every day.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better oh, than beef. Okay, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh. Especially okay. when you bring it home yourself, it's so much better.
0: That is. Would you rather be able? Oh to gosh, Here we, Would you oh. rather? This is the last question. Here we go. Last question. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world, or be able to talk to animals?
2: Every language in the world.
3: I got to go with the animals. Thank you. I got to go with animals as well here. I really want to know what my dog's (laughs) thinking on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know if what I say about
4: rattlesnakes is actually true.
0: What if they're just trying to be nice? What I
4: always tell people is, uh, you know, whether it's about plants, all those books about plants or animals, Mm -hmm. none of the animals or plants have read those books. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just guessing (laughs) on a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I agree. I want to ask my dinosaur question.
2: No, come on, dude, because, because John just stepped right into your dinosaur he question really did. because totally we did. don't, we don't, you're right. We don't know.
0: Right. We watch all these dinosaur movies and everybody has come up with this certain noise they make, which I'm not going to make, but it's a weird high pitched noise. What if that's not the noise they make? Like what noise do you guys really truly think dinosaurs were making? <laughs> we, we discussed this earlier
3: and it's a nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Hey, yes, that worked for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We don't know any of that.
0: Right. I don't understand why. Who came up with that high-pitched screech that they make? I don't understand. Mm. Anyways, that was it. <laughs> Those were my questions. All right. I've
2: uh, lost control of this episode. So, uh, Adam, John, thank you both so much for being here. Uh, pleasure. Absolutely. Excited to have, that you were both uh, had the time to come and spend, spend with us today and uh, talk about the Preserve and uh and rolling out the new unit I'm i'm equal as excited although you're gonna have all the fun adam oh we're gonna have a ball yeah i'll be sitting in my office like man i wish i was out there
4: i'll send you photos. i'll send you photos. can i demote
2: myself to you know hey we found a fourth park ranger (laughs) it's officer jeff (laughs) walther yeah he's a volunteer it's (laughs) Walther. jeff (laughs) walther he's not gonna be able to keep up with you on the bike young people (laughs) But anyway, appreciate you both being here, and uh, and for our listeners out there, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll we'll come back to you next month with something great. In the meantime, I know it's hot, I know it's hot. Tempers are flaring. We're seeing it uh, in our call volume, um, and the level of violence that we're seeing out there. So just uh, please, uh, it's my uh, always my my request is uh, take care of one another, treat each other with dignity and respect, and just have a little bit more patience with one another, and and uh, things will things will go great. And remember that every day offers each of us the opportunity to be more in the service of others. And please, I challenge you and take advantage of that. And we'll see you next month.
1: As we come to the trail's end, remember to stay connected by following us on social media at Scottsdale PD. Prioritize safety by not leaving kids, pets, or sensitive items in parked cars. Temperatures inside vehicles can soar within minutes. Until next month, stay safe and vigilant.